Come on, I've got, a, I've got a strong word today. You better put your seatbelt on. I tell you, put your seatbelt on today because I am going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm very loud on here, by the way, on stage. So you know I'm quite loud. You okay? Too loud. Oh, okay, 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 good. Guys, I actually want you to stand. I want to, instead of a joke, I know I'm sorry for those joke people. Uh, I'm not going to do a joke right now. I'm doing a declaration right now. Come on, stand up. We're going to do a declaration about our identity as children of God. And so it's going to be on the screen. Look at this identity. Here we go, all together. Jesus, thank you for loving me and filling me with your life. I receive all the finished work of the cross. So sin, death, and the evil one have no power over me. By your grace, I have been raised with you to new life, to live your life, and to apply your victory. I surrender myself to you in all things, spirit, soul, and body, heart, mind, and will. I, Jesus, I celebrate your blood covenant as I continually live in the benefits and the power of your kingdom. You have given me everlasting victory against the devil and his domain and authority to bring your kingdom at all times in every way. Amen? Amen. Your righteousness overflows in and through me by the fruit of the Holy Spirit within me. Your truth has set me free and I am growing in the liberty of your life. I am being transformed by your love into a son or daughter who loves freely and unconditionally. You give me boldness and confidence and I refuse to be intimidated by the evil one or entertain any fear. I submit to your lordship and I exercise the dominion of which you have given me authority. Everybody say amen. Come on. Amen. You have given me spiritual weapons through which I quench the fire dart, every scheme, plot, and accusation of the enemy. I have discernment, I have wisdom and revelation to exercise my authority and to never be caught off guard, remaining always sensitive to your voice. My voice is powerful in pulling down strongholds and declaring your word over every set that sells itself up against me. We're almost there. My strength and joy come from you, and my soul will not be downcast because you are my hope in whom I trust. You have blessed me with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I am blessed to be a blessing. Your kingdom is being established in and through me every day. So be it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. So powerful, guys. We've been learning about declarations and decrees, remember? Declarations are things you declare, so things you already have, like going to the customs. Hey, I declare what I have here in my bag. So the, the declaration, what you do is, I'm a son of God, I've been forgiven, I'm a righteous one, I'm a child of God. All these things that you have in your possession, right? But then the decreeing is very powerful. That's not about identity. Decreeing now is about destiny, because you can decree things to change and to move. That's when you start praying and you start declaring and decreeing against sickness. He's sick, got to be healed. So a shift has to be done. That's decree. You decree like a king. A king says something and we are kings and priests, right, in this world. So we decree what's going to happen and the power of God flows through your life. It's both. Very powerful. We've been learning. Amen? Anyway, so we are now um, two more weeks into the series on uh, kingdom authority this week. 
And next week, I'm going to talk about the nature of faith. It's going to be amazing next week, so don't miss that one. The nature of faith. Today, I'm going to talk about being children of the supernatural. Being children of the supernatural. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you okay online? Cup of coffee in bed? Wherever you are, God bless you. It's all good. It's better to be here. So make sure next week you be early and don't miss out, right? So good. So good. I think we're going to very soon start our evening service too, so that's really good. Praise Jesus. So we've been learning that we live by faith and not by sight, right? It says in the Bible, it says that in 2 Corinthians 7. So when you live by faith, you don't live in faith. It's not just having faith in God like I have faith in God. So does the devil. So do demons. No, no, we're talking about we live by faith and not by sight, which means we live by faith. We live by the supernatural. We live by the supernatural power of God and by the supernatural being you are, and not by sight. We don't live by the natural, by what we see, this world. We don't live by that. We live by a supernatural, super, amen? The super before the natural, supernatural. We are in this world, but not of this world. We are of a new kingdom, a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. We are of a kingdom that is supernatural. It's spiritual. I want to, I want to draw you up to another place because so many of us live in this kind of earthly place. And then we think that. And sometimes it doesn't sound very good. And I want to have also God thoughts. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to know what Christ has done for me and live in that reality of his life. Amen? The supernatural life of God is living from a different place. It's living from a different frequency. It is the frequency of the Holy Spirit. It's the frequency of being seated in heavenly places. That's where you are. If you're a Christian, you are seated in your spirit in heavenly places, which is not somewhere beyond the skies. It's right here. You're right here in the Spirit. It's right around you. God is everywhere. You're connected through your spirit to his spirit. Amen. This will give maybe new, new understanding, a deeper understanding to the scripture that says, for in him we move, live, move, and have our being. Acts 17, right? Acts uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, 17. Wow. <laughs> so in him we live and move and have our being. Man, when I was meditating all this week, I thought, this is so powerful. It is much more powerful than I thought it was. In him, I live and move and have my being. Hey, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I died and I rose again to a new life. This is a new life that I live and in his life I live and I move and have my being in him. He's everything for me. He is my everything. He is your everything. Living in that place of being so close with God, so profound. I want to take you to Galatians right now, Galatians 4. Galatians 4, in this particular heading, in the NIV, it talks about sonship. It says, sonship in Christ. That's the, that's the heading of that scripture. Sonship in Christ. It's all about us being adopted as his sons and daughters into his kingdom, into his family, right? But here is the context. I want you to see this. The context is in the Galatian church, they become Christians. But then Paul is talking to the Galatian church. And he says, hey, something's going on. Somebody's pulling you back into the law and into 
the things of, of, of the law, because he says you've, you've been given grace by faith. That's how you come into this new covenant. But now you're being pulled back into the law. You've got to do stuff again. Basically pulled back into the natural, although you've received a gift of the supernatural, a gift from God, which is through grace. Remember, we're saved through faith by grace, Right? And so, and so he says, we pull back into, you gotta, they, they told them to get circumcised again. Ouch. Get circumcised again. And he says, you got to do this, do this, do this. Paul says in, in, in chapter 3, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? People. Come back to the covenant of grace. Come back to the purity of grace, right? There's no mixture. Now, that's the context of this whole thing. Then we see that Paul compares believers, born-again believers, with the two sons of Abraham. I'll show you in a minute. I'm just getting ready. Sons of Abraham, right? And so Abraham, God told him, he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm, the nations of the world are going to be blessed through your seed. He says, I'm 100 years old. And Sarah is, I think, 90 or whatever she is. We are beyond bearing children age, you know. And we can't do this. It has to be a miracle. And God says, I will do a miracle. But, but he was impatient, Abraham. He was impatient. And so he takes his, one of his slave-born girls, sleeps with her, have a baby. And the baby's called Ishmael. It's Hagar, but Hagar is a slave-bond woman. And so it's a natural thing. It is not what God wants. He kind of preempts God, Abraham. He doesn't wait for the promise, for the supernatural. But then later, after that, Isaac is born. Isaac is the son of promise. He is the supernatural son. It was a miracle. How can you have a son so late in life? And of course, the beautiful story about Isaac. So Hagar, of course, represents the covenant of the, uh, of the law and of performance and of the natural self-effort. But Sarah, with Isaac, she represents the covenant of grace. The new covenant of grace, of trusting in God that he will do miracles. And then this happens at the end of this chapter. Let's read together. Let, maybe let's say it together. So then, is it there? So then, let's say it together. So then, believers, we, that's us, who are born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, are not children of a slave woman, the natural, but of the free woman, the supernatural. Tell your neighbor, I am a child of the supernatural. I am a child of Say it of your home. Tell somebody, your dog, if you, if you don't have anybody. No, don't tell him he's a child of the supernatural. He's a dog of the supernatural. No, he's not a dog of the supernatural. I love my dog. All dogs go to, all dogs go to heaven, you know, don't you? No, no, no cats. <laughs> supernatural. I love this in the Passion Translation. It's now so obvious we are not children of the slave woman. Look at this, guys. But we are supernatural sons of the free woman, sons of grace. Why are you so quiet? Oh, not quiet. Come on, guys. We are sons of grace. We are supernatural sons of freedom. God has put a super in front of the natural, which means we are super natural. <laughs> that means we are above the natural. We are super 
supernatural. Amen? And God wants us to learn to operate in the supernatural realm in this way. He wants to experience the things which are not limited by the natural. Come on, Jesus lived like this all the time. All the time. Above the natural. The doctor says he has cancer. Hey, but no, but supernaturally you get healed. Hey, the doctor says, hey, you have, or, or your own life, you say, hey, you have lack. You're struggling with finance. Catherine and I often have struggled with finance. But then in the natural, we can't solve this problem. But God. So yesterday I was a meeting last night, international group. What a wonderful group, isn't it? Anointing, prayer, power. Anybody who's international, you should go to that meeting, man. It's just wonderful. Food, best in the world. Best, no, no, no restaurant is better than this. Anyway, we had all these talks and we had this sharing about the supernatural provision of God, right? But God. But God. Some of you are struggling with relationships, maybe even in your marriage or friendship or some kind of thing. You say, I can't figure this out in the natural. But God. You are also supernatural, and God can give a solution. I want to have a breakthrough through this. I can't have a breakthrough. I'm, I can't. What's happening? You can't. No, you can't in the natural, but in the supernatural, God can. I mean, the Bible is full of it, Old Testament, New Testament, or when God goes and makes change and starts to, things start happening. Come on, tell your other neighbor, I am a child of the supernatural. Come on, supernatural power of God. I love this. There's a song by the Planet Shakers called It's Supernatural. Look it up. It's really loud. It's supernatural. I just love this song. It's supernatural. You know, there's a whole generation of people, I'm talking about young and old, who are mocking God. In this nation, all around the globe. They're mocking God. They don't believe in God. I tell you, they deserve an encounter with God. They want to see the supernatural power of God through you. If you take all the supernatural out of Jesus' life, there's not much left over. Good teacher. Rules, nice things to say, wisdom. Yes, no supernatural. They came because of the miracles. God is a God of the miracles in every way. And people want to see this, right? People want to see the reality of God. Not some pseudo-Christianity in this way. And I told you, I wrote this down. I said, God is raising up a generation of sons and daughters who don't want to be limited by the natural. I'll say it again. God is raising up a generation of sons and daughters right now who don't want to be limited by the natural. People who are not lukewarm anymore. They're not mediocre. They don't have some kind of a pseudo-Christianity. And be honest with you, I see it all over the place. Not, not in our church, of course, <laughs> obviously. You know, I, I couldn't say that. I'll be fired, you know. It's not going to happen, you know. That's not good. No, not in our place, you know. But I see all around me people who are pseudo-Christian, half-half, lukewarm. <laughs> you know? And they're not satisfied. They're trying to make things happen, but they're not really satisfied. Because it's not really working, but they don't even know how super, they don't even know how to engage. It's just really difficult. I was reading a scripture this week, and I thought, Jesus, what do you want to say to the church? And I thought, oh, no, not this. <laughs> yes, this. I said, oh, no, I don't want to say this. No, no, I'll say it. Okay, I'll say it. No, I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying it for you. <laughs> I got away with that one, don't I? I'll say it for you, because there may be nobody sitting here or online who this applies to. But I'll tell you, we are moving into a place like this when Paul was talking to Timothy about a sin in the last days. 
He says this is my, in 2 Timothy 3, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Now the last days is the last days, right? Now at the moment we're in the last of the last days, right? The last days have been the last 2,000 years. I don't know how many last days are going to be, right? It's not by, finished by tomorrow, but the last days could be 10 years, 20 days, could be 100 years. Oh, we don't know what the last days is. But in the last days, this is going to happen. But I thought, whoa, I see this all around me. Look at this. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud. Everybody's kind of swallowing already. Proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying his power, have nothing to do with them. No. Is this allowed in church? <laughs> Again, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about the world. But I say, hey, some of these things I also see in the church. Actually, I see some of these things in my own life. And I say, I don't want this in my life. You know, I have nothing to do with, I don't want have any, nothing to do with me in that. Con. But guys, what I'd like to focus on is having a form of godliness denying its power. Having a form of Christianity but denying its power. Can I say that most of the church is like this? Maybe I'm a bit of a prophet today. I don't mind. I'm, a, I'm a kind of an, an apostle. So an apostle can move in evangelism, which I do. Prophetic, which I do know. I'm in a minute. Just wait. I've got a prophetic word. Uh, I can do apostolic stuff, which creates uh, realm and breakthrough, which I can do. Evangelist, I can do that too. And I can do teacher and pastor. I can. I can. So good. So today I'm coming a little bit like a little a word right now because I think it's a word for this stuff because God is so hungry. He is so hungry for people to be focused, soul focused in their lives because that will give a great testimony for the people around us. They people don't, even the world, believe me, they don't want to see lukewarm Christians. Because what they will say is, well, that doesn't work either, does it? The same as me, same divorce rate, same this, same that, whatever. I don't want that. What about if we are like absolutely awesome Walking in the supernatural power of God in every way, including our marriages and including our kids being obedient, including our kids going high places, all this kind of stuff happening. I want this for my life. Anybody? <laughs> the Passion Translation. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Now, maybe you know somebody like that. I'm not pointing fingers. But this is, this is serious stuff. Are we like that? Are we pretending sometimes? I think we are pretending sometimes. You know? Man, come on. A pseudo-Christian. I don't want to live a pseudo-Christian life. You know, what is really going on on the inside of you? What's really going on? What really are your priorities in life? What are you really captivated by is it by jesus or is it by something else see i want to be captivated by jesus i want to be captivated by his life as as we are one in spirit i want to be captivated by our union my union in him he is my love this is really challenging isn't it here we go i've got three words i've got three words that i felt from god i woke up the other day i said Catherine, i got some words they all write them down okay write them down because I normally don't get this kind of words. One, I saw a wave of young people. A wave of young people in revival. 
I saw the power of God falling on young people in this nation. And this thing being turned around, what's going on in the nation right now, there's an assault on this nation against our young people. But I saw these young people turning around. I saw these young people not playing games all the time. Actually, I wrote something down here. I see young people playing games online, but not praying prayers divine. Now, I did see it right now. And then I said, God says, but it's going to change because I'm going to birth a new movement in those kids because they will see <clears throat> how much it is not worth it. And they'll be empty of the things that they see and do. They say, surely there must be more in life. And there's a dissatisfaction, and I'm wishing dissatisfaction. I'm praying for it. I'm decreeing a dissatisfaction on the young people of our nation. A dissatisfaction with who they are, what's going on. So they can be satisfied with the only one who can satisfy them, which is Jesus Christ. He's the only hope of the world. He's the only one to give life. The only one that can give love and pray, all this kind of stuff. Amen? I see this. So I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to start blowing the fire of God on young people. I'm expecting it. I'm going to start decreeing it. Right? Come on, people. Let's do it together. Okay, second one. I saw people, I saw all the people who had lost the fire. I saw all the people, and I'm talking about 30 plus now, who lost the fire. Yeah, not just me. It's the people like the older people, like 30 above you, kind of getting older. You know? 30. I mean, it's like mid-60, right? 60, half, 30. Yes, yeah, 30 plus. And I saw people, some people bend over like this. I saw them. I saw people bend over like this. No power. Just like whatever. I saw people in rocking chairs. In rocking chairs. I said, Lord, what are you saying? And I felt they have allowed. And I'm speaking to some of us here and some of you online and to myself too. I, some people have been allowed for disappointment, I have three things, disappointment, for regret, and particularly cynicism to come into your life. And because of that, you say, ah, oh, whatever. It's all good. I've had my glory days. I was part of the charismatic renewal 30 years ago. That was the day. Those were the day. They, were, they are reminiscing about a time long past, but they will not step into what God has for them right now. And for the new generation, they are not stepping for it right now. They're reminiscing about the things. Instead of being fathers and mothers of the faith, they have retreated. They've gone bush. And whoever's in this room or online, God is calling you back. Because God wants to have fathers and mothers who are mentors, who are disciples of the young people. The young people are looking for fathers and mothers everywhere. And Kathy spoke the other day to somebody. said, oh, would you like to help maybe to have some mentoring? And all the people, a person like 50, 60, whatever they were. And they said, I don't know what to say. Bless me, Billy, kidding me. I mean, they don't know what to say. What do we even know what to say? You've been a Christian for 50 years. They don't know what to say. Come on, guys. We got to step up and fathers and mothers because a lot of our kids are going to hell in this nation and it has to stop. And you can stop it. I can stop it. And that's why God wants to write. He doesn't want some pseudo Christian because there's no power in pseudo. There's no power in lukewarm. He wants to empower and then a change to come and a shift to come in our nation and the love of God and then New Zealand. What do I hear? I hear something happening in New Zealand. What all these young people, what, young people's movements, conferences, salvations, what's going on in this nation? That's what he wants. And not just young people, also all the people. Jesus, help me. See, this right. Come on, man. Come on, Gilbert. 
I'm not done yet. I've got a third one. I'm so sorry. I, I woke up and I had this word, this word, this word. I said, the church cannot be asleep behind the wheel. And I started to cry. I started to cry. And then I saw the other line. It's another, it's another one. I said, we can't slumber in wartime. And I started to cry. I said, Lord, what's going on here? There's such an assault against our young people and against the church and against freedom and all these things, right, in our nation. And we need to wake up. We need to wake up. I'm not so weird freedom fighter, but I am a freedom fighter because Jesus was a freedom fighter. And we need to step up in prayer and declaration and living a life that is holy and righteous and powerful that people can be helped in this way. It is not a time to sleep. I know some of us are coming out of the lockdown. Hello, I've been sleeping for six weeks. Is anybody still here? It's a bit like that attitude, you know. I know some people have been sleeping, not sleeping, but some people have to be sleeping. But you know what I mean? It's kind of this whole kind of fear, anxiety, what's going on in the world. Blah, blah. And so you kind of retreat. Well, I'm so sorry. You've been drafted in the King of King army, and the army of God is alert. And he's saying, yes, sir, what do you want me to do? I'm no longer sleeping. I'm no longer in love. I am I'm ready. I'm ready. What do you want me to do? Stand up. Tate was here, she probably would stand up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought, Jesus, I didn't want to say this word this morning. I said, Lord, I want to do this. I'm going to this is normal Christianity. I tell you, some of us have been listening to the world about what you can't do. You've been listening to even your other people, friends who are not Christians or whatever, even your Christian friends, and say, you can't do it. And you think, like, I can't do it. No, you can't do it in the natural. But you can do it in the spiritual because you are a child of the supernatural. Yeah, child of God too. But today I want to focus on the supernatural. Not the child of God. It's easy, child of God. I'm a child of God. It's nice. You can sit back in your wheel. No, 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 no. We're a child of the supernatural. We are not normal. Don't tell your neighbor that. You're not normal. You are not normal. I mean, Catherine tells me sometimes you're not normal. You know, that's fine. We are not normal. Jesus was not normal. He's supernatural. And not weird either. But supernatural, powerful in this way, amen? And there's things in our lives that we cannot ascertain to, that we cannot do without the supernatural power of God pulsating through your life and your faith like this. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? Some of us try to live relationships without thing, without Holy Spirit, and they fail. There's people sitting in this room and online, relationships have failed because you try doing your own strength. Neut not natural, it doesn't work. We need the supernatural power of God. You need the love of God. Otherwise, you can't love your wife and your husband and your kids. You can't do it. You need the supernatural power of God. Someone's trying to pay their bills even naturally. It doesn't work either. They say, well, I'll never have money. Because God is your provider. Why don't you look to him for once and start to make this happen on this area? He is your supply. He is your provider. Amen. This is a good word. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is your provider, he is your wisdom, he is your strength, he is your helper, he is your comforter, he's everything for you. And if there is no way, he'll make a way. Yeah. If the door is locked, he'll open the window. Yeah. That's what God does. I've seen it so many times in my life. And I think we need to live this kind of supernatural life expecting God and the angels to do stuff that you cannot do. A lot of people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And totally understand why. Yeah. I'm almost done. In a little piano. Something beautiful behind me. 
Come on. Hand eight, gentlemen. Oh, Catherine, thank you, Jesus. The most beautiful woman in the room does that, after all. Thank you, Jesus. I'm almost done, guys. I just want to get you in the next week. We'll take two. So make sure you book already for next week because we're going to go into this stuff even more. I want to say something to you. His divine power. Everybody say divine power. Divine. 2 Peter 1. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Divine power. He's given us divine power. He's given us supernatural power to live a godly life. Godly life. A few scriptures here. And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. I like this in the NLT. In the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his riches and glory. Where does your supply come from? It says here, it comes from glory. That means it's the supernatural. It is not the natural. He provides from us from his supernatural thing. And that's what we see here, that grace, listen to me now, grace provides, but faith applies. See, everything has been given to you, but if you don't apply it in your life, you're going to go see absolutely zilch, which means nothing, zero, nix. Praise be to the God of Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I love this in the, the Passion Translation, and then I'm done. Because I want you to get ready. This is going ready for next week now. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms has already, everybody say already, been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because He sees us wrapped in Christ. And this is the way we celebrate. See, every spiritual blessing, every supernatural blessing, everything that we need in this life has already been provided to us by His grace. That's what grace does. Grace provides. But it's like a bank. He sticks it into your bank account. But if you have no idea how to take it out of your bank account, you could be a zillionaire, but you can't apply it. You can't even take it out because you don't even know how to get it. Grace supplies, but faith applies. See, it's beautiful by His grace. See, grace always gives. Faith receives. Faith applies these things in your life. But more about this next week next week we want to talk about the ministry of faith I want to talk about the nature of faith to apply this thing to apply what I just talked about now how do you how do you access the supernatural how do you how do you do that because we live in a supernatural but the only way to actually access the supernatural is by faith grace has provided it all but it's through faith that we apply all these things in our lives it's by faith that we draw from heaven the goodness of God. It's by faith somebody gets healed. It's by faith. You say, Mark, I, just, I don't even, it doesn't even work. I should never have this much money. It doesn't even work. Or I can't even balance my books. But then what happened here? God. As a relationship, I can't do this. I just can't do it. I can't even love my wife the way you want me. I just can't do it. It's just too difficult. Grace. Supply from heaven. Hey, I can. He gives you a love that's not even yours. And I can now live. I can actually not only live a love, I can actually lay my life down for my partner, for my friend, make reconciliation. There's so much power available to you and to me. And we're going to go on a journey of discovering this power. 
we are not just, just of natural birth, like we saw before, the slave girl. No, no, we are of supernatural birth. Kids of promise. Children of the supernatural, where nothing is impossible. Father, we thank you that nothing is impossible in your presence. In your presence, in your anointing, nothing is impossible. Thank you, Lord, for making us sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us into your family. Thank you, Lord, that we've been born supernaturally, born again by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, the same power, the same Holy Spirit lives in us. And Father, we pray, I pray, Lord, that we will in these days, that we will start to see how to live in the supernatural, how to live like Jesus in every way, both in purity and in power we don't want to miss the power part so i pray we pray lord that you would teach us spirit of revelation come over us wherever we are help us to see what we already have and then help us to get it father we want to be a witness to you in this world we want to show the world how powerful you are how glorious how beautiful you are you are a god of miracles and we worship you and we give you all praise.